0: Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the ICO People Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce, a newly minted senior, ready to share all of the joys and the pains and the emotional roller coaster, the physical changes that are going on, on in a newly minted senior, and what it's like to be a senior in today's society. Today is February 25th, 2020. It is the last Tuesday of February. We can say goodbye to the shortest month of the year and usually the coldest month of the year. But up here in Norfolk County, we're broadcasting as we always do from Storage Closet Studios in beautiful Norfolk County, Ontario. Here in Norfolk County, in Ontario, in February, it should be very, very cold out. Yesterday, it hit 10 degrees in mid-afternoon. 10 degrees in February is an incredibly high number. Uh, Normally it is minus 2, minus 3, minus 4. It can be as cold as minus 20, minus 30 in extremes. And here we have a 10 degree day uh, on, I think it was the 24th of uh, February, so amazing. So February 25th, 2020. I think I said February 28th. I can't read my own handwriting. But here it is. It's February 25th, 2020. Uh, again, I have to give you an update on the coronavirus. It's uh, it's getting worse every week. And uh, I just, I really thought it was, I, I, and I'm starting to finally see some warnings from the public health agencies in Canada. I'm starting to see them on social media from the World Health Organization, that people are finally waking up to the fact that what we need to do is to, uh, prevent as much as we can. So my I continually say, you know, keep your arms below your shoulders. Do not touch your eyes, ears or nose with your hands. Uh the coronavirus, the COVID-19 can live on surfaces for up to 2 hours and you have to if you touch a surface in a public place where somebody else could have touched it with the coronavirus, you have to make sure you don't then transfer it from your hand to your nose eyes, or mouth, where it could have its easy entry into your body. Also, you don't touch anything that would have a cut. Anything that is an opening into your body, you don't want it to be exposed to any possibility of the virus. You also don't want to be around people who are coughing or hacking, who are spreading the virus out in an aerosol, out into the, into the community around you. So you want to make sure that you are staying away from people who are infected. Uh, when you sneeze or cough yourself, cough into your elbow, so that you're not spreading it onto your hands, and then you can be part of the solution and not part of the problem. But really, some terrible developments today in the whole coronavirus uh, affair. Uh, It continues to spread in China. They've closed a uh, hotel with hundreds of guests in uh, the Canary Islands. Uh, That's the first, after the cruise ship, that's the first time I've heard of a, uh, uh, a guest villa being shut down. So the Canary Islands have been affected. Italy has the Europe's most affected cases 260 cases seven people have died in South Korea ten people have now died with 977 infections Japan has confirmed more than 850 infected people most of them were on that Diamond Princess cruise liner Thank God that the Canadians the Americans and almost every other nationality has been uh, taken off of that boat and brought back for quarantine in their home countries our friends uh, uh, Greg and Rose Yurick and Kate Betting from Port Dover. Uh, Kate Betting has returned to Canada. Unfortunately, Rose and Greg had contracted the virus while on the Diamond Princess and they are now in Japan. They're not in Yokohama, they're in another city outside of Yokohama. So they will be coming back to Canada when they get clearance. Uh, Japan uh, has those Diamond Princess ones. Now there's a little outbreak in Iran. In Iran, there are 15 fatalities. And of course, China is the epicenter of the uh, of the pandemic. China has. Uh, Uh, As of Monday, as of yesterday, the death toll has risen to 2,600 people with 77,000 people infected. So uh, China, South Korea, Italy, Iran, all hotbeds of the COVID-19. There's been very little um, growth of it in Canada or the United States this week, so I'm very, very grateful for that. And let's hope that we can uh, maintain um, Canada and the United States uh, as virus-free as possible. So do your part. Make sure you don't cough into your hands. Don't spread any type of uh, disease. And if you can, make sure you don't touch your mucous membranes. That's your eyes, your ears, your mouth, or any sores or cuts on your body with your hand, unless your hand has been washed thoroughly in, in soap and water. Okay, enough of that negative thing. It's it's just it's part of what's happening in the world, though. So there's there's no real way to avoid it. Uh, oh, I've, I've got something interesting. I've got my little my buddy here. I've got Bella my dog here uh, in storage closet studio My wife had to work today and normally Bella goes out at this time of day uh, It's quite early in the morning on, on a Tuesday. So I've got my Bella with me. You won't hear much from her She's a pretty quiet dog and uh, she's just laying here on the floor And it's kind of nice to have the company here at, in the in the studio uh, Bella is three years old. She's a poodle sheepdog cross wonderful wonderful dog i absolutely love this dog Uh, i've had dogs all my life and uh, this one has been a real gem so i'm continuing to recover from my surgery my surgery is now five weeks uh five weeks ago i got back to the gym i started to uh, do some treadmill work i really am not strong enough in the stomach area because that's where the surgery was it was a hernia to do a lot of um, crunches or um, you know sit-ups or any anything like that but that'll come soon enough I'm just happy to be back and at least getting on the treadmill getting to walk the dog again starting to become uh, you know getting back into life and getting my energy uh, level back you always find weird things after a surgery I I told you how extreme uh, the reaction I had to what I believe it was a reaction to the anesthetic it could have been a reaction to the Toradol could have been a reaction to the Ativan that they gave me to calm me down. Anyway, uh, I I find these things after any time I go through something traumatic. I scribble these little notes down and then I can't understand what they're talking about. So this one I had scribbled. I just found it and it says, "It's this is me writing and this is all it says. The dogs are stalling. They will not attack with an exclamation mark. You know, you got to wonder what's in the back of your mind when you're in a kind of a crazy state uh, to write something like that. The dogs are stalling. They will not attack. So what the hell? That's what I wrote beside it. WTH what the hell so I don't know what that means but anyway I'm feeling a lot better and the dogs have they did not attack obviously because I'm here in storage closet studios speaking to you I also want to welcome so many new people from around the world so many new guests to the podcast I've had uh, people from Kansas I've had people from um, Montana Washington Maryland uh, uh, New South Wales Australia I've had a bunch of people from France So uh, it's been really exciting. A few from England, uh, many, many from Ontario. Actually, Ontario is my only province. The rest of Canada doesn't care about me. But uh, Ontario uh, listens to me, which is kind of nice. So I want to say again, I just love Tuesdays. I get up early. I'm pumped. I got up this morning and I got a a letter from somebody. I got feedback on the podcast. And you got to know how nice that felt to get that feedback. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to read it to you right now okay so this is uh, it says greetings i'm that dude and i happily came upon your podcast and love it S- such clear audio and very comforting voice isn't that nice to hear i subscribe to you on the podcast app on my iphone and then he asked me a couple questions what is your mic set up it's the qual it's the quality i'm going for I currently use an improper microphone that is meant for stage performances, and while it sounds good to others, it does not sound good to me. I'm my own worst enemy. This guy sounds like someone I would like. Thanks for the content and good vibes. Talk to you soon, and peace, that dude. So I just, I woke up to that this morning, and it was uh, was just such a thrill to read it. Somebody actually listened to the podcast, took the time to write me this really nice note, i will answer you dude that i use a snowball a blue snowball microphone and i will take a picture of the box i still have the box over here and i will send it to you and i'm really happy with it it's a directional uh, here's the thing for it it's a uh, versatile usb microphone and uh, it's a condenser microphone it's a condenser microphone i think that was the thing that i went for and i bought it at staples so there you go, but I will send that to you just in case you're not listening to this podcast. So so welcome to everybody th- from around the world who's taken the time to listen to even a little bit of my podcast. Now, I had told you last week that I was going to do a uh, whole uh, segment here on cannabis, and I was going to head down to the cannabis store, uh, and because cannabis is legal in Canada, so I... Really had second thoughts about that this week and I didn't do it. So um, I'm still concerned because I'm a professional. I'm licensed. I'm really concerned about things I might say about cannabis that could be self-incriminating. I guess that's just my age and it's making me nervous. So I'm going to just contact my association. I'm going to make sure that uh, me talking about past possible cannabis use might not come out against me in some way so and i don't want to offend my audience either but i want this is about truth and this is about what really has happened to a a person who's 60 years old who's lived on this earth and who's made it this far and and can still speak into a microphone so um I'm going to hold off on that one and I'm going to try to get up to that store this week. It's quite far. The closest cannabis store is over an hour's drive from here. So, although it's legal in Canada, it's uh, it's not on your uh, doorstep. It's not at, it's not on the cor- it's not at the corner store. It's in very specialized stores that are there's only a few in all of Ontario. There's 13 million people live in Ontario and I think there's five cannabis stores. So, uh, Anyway, I'm going to go and visit one. Somebody told me that the one in Toronto was really, really nice. It's like a big eye, like a big um, Apple store, like Bright and or a big Microsoft store. So uh, I might even just bypass the one that's an hour away and go an hour and a half and go into Toronto and go to that other one. But I'm going to bring you a report back about all of that. I'm going to talk about what cannabis sales are like. And I know I have a couple listeners from Colorado. And it's been legal there for a long time. So uh, Ontario's experience with it is a lot different. Uh, Ontario really, really screwed up the cannabis launch. Um, You know, with it being legal for over a year already and having five stores in a population of 13 million, they're really doing something wrong there. Okay, This week, I really stepped out of my comfort zone. I called a friend of mine who's uh, just he's a month older than me. He was born in October of 59 and I was born in November of 59. And I've known him for a really long time, both professionally and as a friend. And uh, I really, really stepped out of my comfort zone. I called him up. He is a lion, uh, Lions International. It's a men's service group. He's been a lion for 15 years. I have never participated in a service group my excuse always was the same you know i've got four young children i'm busy i have a very busy practice i have no time to go out and uh, meet twice a month uh, to join in these service groups i've been invited to the rotary i've been invited to uh, kinsmen and uh, i've been invited to the lions in the past and i've always turned them down but this time i called uh, scott up scott's going to come pick me up for the next meeting which is uh next thursday And we're going to, I'm going to go to the Lions meeting. I'm going to go have dinner. I'm going to meet some of the men. And um, if I feel comfortable there, I'm going to join. And the Lions are a great group. I'll know more about it once I go to my first meeting. But I know that they support um, vision throughout the world. They collect eyeglasses from people who have passed away or don't need them anymore. They take those eyeglasses. They make sure that they're, they're, Proper and they're graded properly and they're clean, and, and, and they distribute them all around the world. So uh, that's a real positive thing that I think I could become a part of. And you know, I like to sing, so uh, they also put on a, a talent show every year, the, the Lions Show. Uh, I talked about it a few uh, episodes ago with George Pond, he's, a, he's been a lion forever he's probably been online for 50 years and uh, i'm going to maybe participate in that as well help out with that so it's been uh it's been interesting the changes that you go through uh, i have time now i can give back more and i want to do that i want to participate a little bit more and, and help out where when where i can okay so ever since i had a viewer who uh, sent me a note it was my first piece of feedback from a fellow named jacob which is a great guy he's a podcaster out of idaho and i always prided myself on being knowledgeable on geography i'm the one that people come to to ask me where a, where a country is or where a province is or what the capital of this state i'm not saying i'm a genius but i'm pretty knowledgeable uh i'm the kind of guy who likes games like trivial pursuit which is a popular board game here in canada about 20 years ago where you would have all of these questions in different categories and you would try to move around the board uh so trivia is really uh, something that i enjoy and then i got this uh viewer from Idaho and Idaho lit up on my map for my statistics on Podbeam. And I was always under the impression that Idaho was a Midwestern state. I thought it was right. I'm not confusing it with Iowa. I've been through Iowa. I know Iowa, Kansas, Illinois, uh, Kentucky, and I thought Idaho was right in that mix. I thought they were right there around the same place, maybe maybe closer to North Dakota, possibly, I don't know. But I always thought it was a Midwestern state. And then I, it pops up on my uh, screen and I see Idaho. And not only do I realize that Idaho is not a Midwestern state, I also realize that Idaho has a border with Canada, which just blew me away. So it got me really thinking about the border and uh, What an incredible border we have between Canada and the United States So I'm gonna give you a few little factoids about this border of ours. Okay, first of all, it's the longest border in the world Okay, the Canadian border which runs along the 49th parallel for the most part except for southern Ontario that kind of dips down into more into the states because of the Great Lakes so it's uh, the longest uh, border in the world, okay? It's 5,500 miles long, 5,500 miles long, okay? And that's if you incl- include the border with Alaska, okay? So that's the Alaskan border with Canada and the border with the continental United States below it. The, the border with Canada and Mexico is as long as the border between the U.S. and Mexico. So Alaska and Canada has a border of 1,900 miles. The Mexican-U.S. border is only like 1,500 miles. So this border is an incredibly long, friendly, open border. There's no wall. It's the most open border in the world, okay? 13 states border on Canada. Uh, Something interesting about Canada, is that 90% of our population lives within 200 miles of the border. 90% of our population. There's only a couple of cities that don't fall into this uh, grouping, and that would be Calgary and Edmonton, which are further north. And you might have heard of Calgary and Edmonton from hockey games. But even a city like Winnipeg, is within 200 miles of the border. So uh, the biggest cities in Canada—Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, Halifax—they are all within 200 miles of the American border. So really, we're just we're just hugging you guys. We're just uh, on the northern part of the United States. Hugging you there. And uh, it's a great place to live. I'll tell you this little swath of land that we have. So the, the Canadian and American border, the, the continental border between um, the Pacific and the Atlantic has 119 border crossings. OK, the biggest and the busiest border crossing is the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor, Detroit. OK, that has an incredible amount of traffic going over it constantly. Uh, There's also something called the Vista, okay, the Vista, and the Vista is uh, an area 20 feet wide, okay, so about six meters, it's 20 feet wide, it's a swath of land that is a clear cut between the two countries. So, you know, you can stand there in the Vista and you can look on and on and on and see this Uh, six-meter wide line going all the way across the entire country and Inside that swath of land that no man's land between Canada and the United States. There are over 8,000 monuments and all those monuments are to honor so much of the relationship between Canada and the United States that Canada and the United States are the best friends in the world. You're our big brother. We love you we're part of you and we always we always will be We were the settlers that came, but we just happened to come a little bit further north than you guys did. So we have this longest, incredible border. Uh, the longest border that Ontario in Canada with the U.S. is the Ontario border. It's huge. And then in, on the flip side, the Michigan border is, after Alaska, the Michigan border is the longest border with Canada. So Michigan and Ontario, you think about the connection. We have the biggest borders between us, Michigan and Ontario. So I know you've all been waiting for it. But here we go. This is going to be after my fascination with Idaho. I then became fascinated with the uh, with the border, and I apologize to my uh, to my one listener out in Idaho that uh, I mista- mistook- mistake mistake I was mistaken for so many years on where Idaho was. Now that I'm more knowledgeable about it, I do realize a lot of the kind of old Western things were were said or they were going through Idaho to get to Oregon. Uh, I know Oregon is right next door. I also know politically that there's some move for part of Oregon to take over part of Idaho and become greater Idaho or greater Oregon. So, yeah, there's uh, all of a sudden I know all about Idaho. So here we go. Let's try to do it together. So I want to start from the East Coast. I want to start from the Atlantic Ocean. And we're going to move towards the Pacific Ocean. And here are all the states that border on Canada. And I think you're going to be able to say them as well. So I'm going to go slowly. Let's say them together. Okay, we start with Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, then New York, Pennsylvania. Now, Pennsylvania does not have a land border with Canada. Pennsylvania has a a lake border on Lake Erie. So between, and that's where I am. I'm on the north shore of Lake Erie. Erie, Pennsylvania is on the south shore. We're about 20 miles apart from each other, but we've never, people from Erie have never been to my town and few people except sailors uh, from Norfolk have ever been to Erie because it's about a six and a half hour drive, but it's 20 miles across the lake. So Pennsylvania has only a nautical border with Canada, no land crossings, no land borders. So if I wanted to go to Erie, Pennsylvania, I'd have to go down through Buffalo, through the Buffalo border, and then cross underneath the lake, or I'd have to go to Detroit, cross the Ambassador Bridge, and come along the lake that way to get to uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania, so I, I will start again. So Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, New York, Pennsylvania, then Ohio, Michigan, the longest border with Canada, then minnesota north dakota montana and then idaho idaho has the shortest border with canada it has one single crossing it's only 45 miles wide and when you think about canada with a border of 5500 miles a 4500 a 45 mile border Uh, is a pretty small border so north uh, that's Idaho's border with Canada and then of course the next state is Washington so uh, so Washington borders on Canada and the city above Washington of course is Vancouver you know we kind of associate the closest ones for Toronto if we were to go into the states we would go down into Buffalo or Niagara Falls and cross there you could also cross at Cornwall into New York State so um, yeah Canada and the U.S., we cross the border constantly. Uh, Canada is very uh, well, uh, it's a well-traveled country. We travel a lot. A lot of Canadians hold passports, and we try to, uh, uh, we travel all over the world. I think Australians probably travel more than us, but we're right up there with Australians. So, yeah, you show your passport, you cross the friendliest border in the world, and uh, there you are. You're in the United States. Uh, The only thing that's different now with me when I go to the United States as a 60-year-old, I always have uh, insurance. I I used to be able to just pop in and out of the States and not think really twice about it. But now that I'm 60, uh, the worst nightmare for... Well, for any Canadian, really, the worst nightmare is to be in the United States and, say, get into a serious car accident and be rushed into a hospital and require some type of a surgery or uh, some type of diagnostics like an MRI or a, num- a number of diagnostics. Uh, that, and with no insurance, it, it could devastate you. It would bankrupt you. And, uh You wouldn't, it it would be a horrible, horrible scenario. So I buy insurance. I go to the uh, CAA, the Canadian Automobile Association, and I buy insurance that allows me to have coverage, health coverage when I go into the United States. So that's the only thing that's changed. And it's just because of the outrageous and crazy costs of care in the United States, and also because I'm older. So I'm, I'm 60 now. And uh, you know you don't you, you don't bounce back, and you don't you don't think you're so infallible at when you're 60. You start to realize that you know an accident could happen, and if I'm in the United States when an accident happens, then I am uh, in big trouble, especially if I'm hurt seriously. So uh, I buy insurance to make sure that I'm covered for that. I have to think about my wife, I have to think about my family and my uh, grandchildren. I can't go bankrupt because of an automobile accident when I'm driving down uh, into. Uh, niagara falls new york all right so what else do we want to just moving along here i know i'm getting a little past where i promised you i would always stop at 20 minutes but i just had a lot to talk about today i think i'm going to get into the cannabis next week and then i'm going to talk to you about my history of um my history of trying to get my health message out to people. Okay, if I start into that now, it's going to take a few minutes. So I'm going to wait for next week to talk about that because I have a long history of this. And now this particular, this I See Old People podcast is just my latest uh, reincarnation of that. And uh, it's had quite an evolution. Uh, One last thing I just wanted to mention was how amazing I still am at technology. So here I am 60 years old I'm sitting with my wife Uh, We are talking about old movies and she talks about the first person she ever had a crush on She was 13 years old. She remembers specifically. She was 13 years old She's watching this TV movie and she absolutely fell in love with the lead actor and the lead actor was Martin Sheen. That's how old we are. Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevan's father. So Martin Sheen is a young man in this 1972 movie. It's a 1972 movie with Linda Blair. I think Linda Blair only made two movies. They were both dreadful, and uh, she never made a movie again. Sorry for all the Linda Blair fans out there. So anyway, Martin Sheen. I, I'm amazed at this. It shows how old we are, and uh, we think, well, let's let's try to look it up. We look up the name of the movie. It's called Sweet Hostage or Pretty Hostage. Already I forget the name. It was a forgettable movie. I have a smart TV, and I hardly ever use it for this purpose, but I thought, well, what the heck, let's try it. I turn on the YouTube app on my smart TV. I go to the search in the YouTube. I type in the name of the movie. Boom. I press Enter. The movie shows up. I press enter. It just starts. No ads. No nothing. I just we watched the whole movie. It just it was in seconds that we were able to bring this up on our screen, and Martin Sheen he did look pretty good. He he looked like his son Charlie when Charlie was young, and uh, Martin Sheen and Linda Blair, 1972 movie. We ended up watching the whole thing, uh, and it was quite a hoot. But to think to think of that, like we would have had to. I don't know how we ever would have found that TV movie without YouTube. So although technology is kind of a thorn in your side for a lot of things, sometimes for such a simple thing to be able to to make that so simple that we could just have a thought. Oh, I I remember the first person I ever had a crush on. I just loved him. It was this movie I was watching with Martin Sheen. And boom, within five minutes, we're watching it. It's, uh, it's amazing. So it's an amazing time to be alive. So I'm going to wrap it up. I just want to thank you. If you listen to the end, I love you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you when you take the time to listen. I really love it when you send me feedback. Send me a note. You can contact me on icoldpeople.ca. You can find me on our Facebook page. You can subscribe to the I C Old People podcast on Apple. Uh, you can uh, Spotify. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, I'm on Podbeam. You can find me on Podbeam. Uh, it, it, it's all over. Just type in I see type in old people into Google and you'll find me. And I really, really appreciate you listening. Uh, this is my 19th episode. I'm excited to go to the 20th episode next week. I will see you next Tuesday. I will see you NT next Tuesday. Have a terrific week. I plan on having an awesome day and I hope you do as well. C-U-N-T. See C-U-N-T. See you next Tuesday. am going to have some fun. Try to forget about all the crazy things I've done. Maybe now I've conquered all my desperation fears. I'll do it better in my last 30 years. In my last 30 years, I'm going to settle all the scores. Cry a little less little more, find a world of happiness without the hate